hello, everyone. Welcome, five listeners. It's Perhaps It's You with your two cool mystery aunts. I'm Liz. I'm Samantha. And this is the show where we watch Unsolved Mysteries and reluctantly talk about it. Are you ready? Today is a reluctant. We've had two you good episodes in a Are row. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I've loved our last two episodes. Not going to lie. I think we're hilarious. They've been so much fun. And thanks for positive feedback everyone thank you ingrid for your email yes. oh my god i so sweet we loved it samantha may or may not have cried cannot confirm definitely definitely cried i woke up to that because this is what happens liz is often awake when i'm asleep <laughs> since i go to sleep at like 8 p.m and, so, <laughs> and i have insomnia so i woke up so i'll be up at like two going like ooh, new email send that over to samantha she can see it when she wakes up and so I woke up and that was the first thing I read and it made me cry because it was so sweet. It was really nice. Yeah. I really appreciate everyone's positive feedback. We've had a lot of fun the last two episodes. I'm not going to say that we're not going to have fun this episode, but it's a significantly more lackluster episode. I was saying, you know, Samantha, we don't have to have a podcast. We could just hang out once a week like that. We could schedule that. The, this really did just occur to us. So. <laughs> we don't have to do this. So now we know each other through this podcast. We could just like be friends, I think. Yeah, we don't necessarily we don't have, have to watch bad episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Um Oh my goodness. Yeah, here we are. And you know why? Because we get positive feedback and we need that ego boost. It's true. We so really if you do. want to tell us how great we are, you can email us at perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com. There's also a form on our website, perhaps it's you.com. You can also do it through a five star Apple Podcast review. Absolutely that's how you should do it that's something you feel like doing uh which you should and we only accept five-star reviews thanks thanks do you have any updates i actually have sort of an update an almost up like pre-update oh so there's a serial killer who is currently in prison he's serving three life sentences in the strangulation deaths of three women in california but he has recently confessed to 90 murders 90 holy shit so far they have confirmed 30 and a lot of them are from the 80s wow i wonder how many unsolved mysteries victims that is why i'm bringing it up so this information there was a couple different articles i'm actually looking at one from people magazine of all things um so the serial killer is samuel little i had never heard of him he was only recently convicted for um three murders in the 80s um they were sex workers he did prey on vulnerable people which is why i believe most of these cases were unsolved and not really looked into um and he did kill in a bunch of different states so let me see if i can find that list of all the different states the ones he's convicted of were all in california um he's currently 78 years old and i don't know why it's his authorities in texas say he may be responsible for 90 deaths but he killed people in california i'm a little confused on that but um the slayings allegedly occurred in florida georgia kentucky tennessee mississippi louisiana illinois ohio california indiana arizona new mexico and south carolina between 1970 and 2005 He has confessed over 90 murders, and we have been able to match over 30 of his confessions and continue to make other matches as they go along. And that's from the Texas District Attorney, Bobby Bland. They expect more to be confirmed. 90 murders. That's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that that connects to any Unsolved Mysteries cases, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some overlap. Um, 
with at least one of them, right? Yeah. Um, the first confession was to the 1994 murder of Denise Christie Brothers in Odessa, Texas. Um, and through that, a Texas Ranger was apparently able to gain his trust, and it has led to all these other confessions. Um, there, w- There is some concern that he may be, like, exaggerating the number or is just trying to get intention, but it seems like at least 30 of them... He's been able to provide enough details that it seems like legitimate confessions. Um, so That's that, a lot of murders. Yeah. Even just, th- just really, 30. 30 murders is a lot of murders. It's really, really terrifying. Um, also, uh, yeah, here's a sentence from this article. Little, a drifter, was one of six serial killers operating in South Los Angeles area in the 1980s, preying on drug users and their word prostitutes. Wow, six. Six, just in South Los Angeles <laughs> in the 1980s. Yeah, things have gotten better. Yeah, I mean, we keep acting like the world is ending, but if you were alive in South Los Angeles in the 1980s, and you are still alive today to listen to this. Seems like you lucked out. Thank your lucky stars. Oh my God. Because there were that... at least six serial killers yeah. in the area at the time. Uh, and it says Grim Sleeper serial killer ronnie franklin jr was among that group i don't actually know who that is um little was sentenced to three consecutive life term uh prison sentences without parole for the vicious beating and strangulation murders of carol alfred 41 audrey nelson 35 and 46 year old guadalupe my apologies alpodaca all three victims were dumped in back alleys in South Los Angeles between 1987 and 1989. He detailed, he's since detailed the murders of 20 people in Los Angeles. Well, we'll have to keep our eye on the story and see if any unsolved murders from Unsolved Mysteries are yeah. solved based on it's, this man's confession. It's upsetting, but, um, and it's upsetting that no one cared about these people at the time, but um, I hope it does bring some closure to the families and some of these cold cases can get solved this and then the use of familial the, dna yeah thank you i couldn't think of the wordage yeah um, from all the ancestry websites right. people are participating in it, it would be nice to get some of these cold cold cases closed yeah um so that's my sort of i don't know that that relates to any unsolved mysteries cases but we'll keep an eye it on sure it might. and yeah it, it seems like it could so the, t- the timeline overlaps and it does involve so many different states and so many different victims oh my god wow i have a minor update as well it's not so much as a, of an update as an fyi i guess i recently started listening to the bear brook podcast which i keep seeing pop up as okay. recommendations in podcast groups on facebook it is a really good podcast i've listened to the first three episodes and i was surprised in the second episode to hear Danny Paquette, the murder victim we talked about in our last episode, oh. come up because the murder. He, this is he's not the focus of this podcast. It's um, a different case in the same area um, that happened at the same time, or it didn't necessarily happen at the same time. But the bodies were discovered at the same time that Danny Paquette was shot. Okay. If you listen to our last episode, Danny Paquette was shot while he was welding. Um, he, yeah. his mom was murdered. Or even when he was ten years old, because she knew about another murder. Um, this was, was the kind of thing. surreal case we talked about last time yes. that had a twist ending. 
In the update. Yeah. So, so far, at least in the first three episodes, they don't spend a lot of time talking about Danny's murder. Um, But they do interview Kevin Flynn, who, if you listen to the Crime Writers On podcast, he is one of the hosts, along with his wife, Rebecca Lavoie. It's a good podcast. I really like it. If you listen to Serial, I highly recommend you listen to Crime Writers On, because they talk about each episode. Okay. Um, But they wrote a book about Danny Paquette's murder. Oh! If you're interested, it's called Our Little Secret, and it's by Kevin Flynn and Rebecca Lavoie. I think possibly the reason why they didn't go into a ton of details about Danny's murder is because they They wrote a book about it? Yeah, they want to direct you towards, like, Kevin's book or whatever. Um, Unless it comes up again Is it called Our Little Secret because it was kind of an open secret that he killed him? Um... You know what I mean? His, uh, His daughter. His family knew that he was the murderer. Maybe that's why. I'm not entirely sure. And, you know, in the po- I was kind of hoping that the Bear Brook podcast would go into more details because they kind of just glaze over the fact that his daughter and her boyfriend were responsible for killing him. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, they maybe want um, you to read the book. Okay. So Well, that's there if people are more interested in that case. It is a strange one. It's wild. Yeah, I think and there's probably more details that, that didn't get covered in Unsolved Mysteries and, like, the couple articles there are on, on the internet about it. So if you want to know more about Danny Paquette's murder case, um, read that book. Cool. That's my... Is, are we ready to get... Well, I was just going to make a, a slight mention that I am stuffed up, so I'm sorry if I sound super weird today. I'm getting there as well, so... I sorry, think we probably sound fine. I'm going to open a polar water. Do it. I've got some ginger tea here. Friend of the pod, Rochelle, got me some... Um, Polar seltzers, the mythical creature ones from. Thank you, Rochelle. So she's big so amazing. Shout out to Rochelle. I'm currently drinking a mermaid songs, which I think this is the cherry one. I like the mermaid songs. Okay, of the mystical waters, I like Maddie, Yeti Mischief, the unicorn one, and mermaid songs the best. Yeah, I agree. I think Yeti Mischief is my favorite. The unicorn one's pretty good too. Yeah, this is delicious. It's like yeah, it's like kind of a berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I know people were super wondering about that. That's the most important update that we have. (laughs) The polar water update. How are we not being sponsored by polar water? No. Also, I've heard from several people, based on my recommendations, that they bought frames and that they bought witch baby products. Thank you, thank you. You'll. I know you're gonna love them, but also like, look at my salesmanship. Someone (laughs) sponsored this podcast. Polar water, get. On it. Someone hub, come on. Someone in the podcast. Casper mattress. Come on. We need some free mattresses. Where are free mattresses? I would just take money from Pornhub. I don't know that I need anything. Oh no, I don't want free porn. I definitely want the money. (laughs) Someone in the podcast group, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who, said that uh nature's whimsy should be the perhaps it's you limited edition polar water flavor. Yes. And I I think that's 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 good. Let's team up. We are available so cheap, you won't believe it. (laughs) Let's let's partner polar water. Yeah. Could be a limited run, like one weekend or whatever. It doesn't you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nature's whimsy. Nature's whimsy. The perhaps it's you, you flavor. You can just stick it on there with a label maker. Like, I do not care. <laughs> just a Sharpie? Yeah. They just so scri- nature's whimsy. <laughs> they scribble out blueberry lemonade and just write nature's whimsy. That's perhaps fine. It's you. I don't care. Just give me some free polar water. I want two bottles. I want to feel like it's, a success. It's, they sell two bottles, one to each of us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give us a coupon code. We can give uh, the Call listeners or something. Water. Oh, my God. God. Wow. Do we have to talk about this episode now? We do. Yeah. So this is season three, episode seven. This is the Halloween special. And you would think that would mean that it was good, but it means that it's bad. (laughs) 
It really is bad. <laughs> it is. You know, when you was a kid, it's a kid, and you would be like, "Ooh, no, it's opposite day." That, that's this episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Opposite day, <laughs> because I would be like, "Ooh, the Halloween special." They must be turning it up. It's like, no, they turned it way the fuck down. They, yeah, they do. They act like there's gonna be four mysteries. They tell you. Here's four mysteries. No. Spoiler alert. Robert Stack, you goddamn bitch. There are three <laughs> mysteries and an uh, update. That doesn't count. Yeah, the last one doesn't really count as a mystery. Although, at the beginning of this episode, Robert Stack says, join me. It's Halloween night on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And then I, I So that hyped. gets you like a little turned on. And yeah. you're like, I'm ready for this. And then, wah, wah. Yeah, it was a big letdown. Disappointment. All right, we set it up well. Yeah. <laughs> are you, you ready? To talk about this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. First mystery is the gray man, which sounds a little bit cooler than it is. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> okay. This takes place on Pawnee's Island, where people who see a ghost get a warning of a hurricane. We were just talking about this with Mac before we started recording, and he called it a reverse Mothman situation. I like that. And, uh, yeah. Because when you saw Mothman, that was an I- indicator of doom. It was a bad omen. Despite how much Samantha likes that booty, you it's not s- good. You see that Mothman booty, and <laughs> you want to be happy about it, but you shouldn't don't be, because it means a bridge is going to collapse. <laughs> it means something bad's are coming, Chicago. Watch out. But if you see the gray ghost, it means something good will happen, but only to you. Yeah, exactly. It's a very sort of selfish thing. So he's a friendly ghost who appears to warn people on Pawnee's Island about upcoming hurricanes and to protect their homes when they're hit. So Pawnee's Island is a small island by South Carolina. This legend, which people in the area, at least according to Unsolved Mysteries and a couple articles I read about it, people take this folklore like very seriously. seriously. So it dates back to 1893, which, I don't know, in the United States, that's old. So it starts with... A guy, he was supposed to get married, and in the worst reenactment I've seen on Unsolved Mysteries... The acting in this is so bad. It's so bad. He's, like, riding his horse on the beach. His slave is with him. The horse throws him into the shallowest puddle you've ever seen. It's, like, barely... And he drowns. And, oh, gee, I guess his slave couldn't save him fast enough. I bet he was real motivated. You know, know what I mean? That was the part that was accurate about the reenactment. Yeah, where the guy's did, like, oh, no. He, he definitely could have just slid him out of the water a little <laughs> Master's bit. Master's dying. What will we do? Oh, and he's no. just, like, checking his watch he doesn't have. Like, <laughs> hmm. Well, anyway. He, he was actually, like, thrown in a marsh. Yeah. But according to Unsolved Mysteries, he was thrown in a very small puddle. And then they go and they tell his bride-to-be. Who doesn't look that upset about it. She does not at all. Like, oh, your fiancé was thrown into the world's smallest puddle and he drowned and now he can't marry you. And she's like, uh-huh. oh, darn. She kind of well, looks down. It, it was yeah. almost as if someone told her that, like, a party she didn't want to go to got canceled. Or it's like you order the soup at the restaurant and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out. You know, and she was just like, oh, well, all right, then I'll have the salad. You know, it's right. like, oh, darn. Yeah. Well. A minor inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she can't marry her. Yeah. Who cares? Not her. So then they show a reenactment of her in bed and hearing a voice that's like, leave the island the wind is coming and she's like tossing and turning and i guess that's supposed to be her fiance's voice yeah Yeah, okay and so she convinces her family 
we need to leave the island. Well, the hurricane comes and their plantation, don't worry everyone, their stupid, dumb slave plantation is saved. Oh, great. Yay for that. (laughs) Gave her a a slave-owning, property-loving ghost. I hate this mystery. (laughs) Anyway. So anyway, the next instance is from 1954. A man saw a ghost shortly before Hurricane Hazel struck the island. And this reenactment is kind of hilarious. It's so... This was a very devastating hurricane, but this one house was so well protected that the, like, beach towels that were, like, out on the deck were still there, and, like, papers were, like, not disturbed and everything. Was this the one with the elderly people who were walking down the beach, or is that the next one? I think that was this one, because they interviewed the elderly couple, and the woman especially was like, like, I, my, our house was hit by the hurricane, and I have a hard time believing that beach towels would just perfectly stay there. Yeah. Even though that's a thing that happens. Like, even in tornadoes, like, houses right next door to each other, one will be pristine and unharmed, and the one right next door will be completely destroyed. It's just, yeah, that's I, how nature works. I realize that seems miraculous, and I'm sure if you're, that's your house that's saved, you're like, oh my god, that's a miracle. Like, because the house next door is totally gone. But it's just... The truth is that the universe is random and yeah. uncaring. <laughs> exactly. And it has nothing to do with this gray ghost. Horrible shit just happens, and you did not deserve it. It just happened. And the person that was spared, they didn't deserve that either. It's just the way of the world. Would you call it nature's whimsy? No! <laughs> I would not call it nature's whimsy. I would call, I don't know, an angler fish nature's whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> a fish with its own light bulb. I've started using the hashtag nature's whimsy at Instagram, and it's hilarious to me to click on the hashtag and see, like, a beautiful tree, <laughs> a, 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 a colorful bird, and then, like, this <laughs> the, the, the screenshots from the twin mystery where the guy's doing his love handle exercise <laughs> and clutching his groin. <laughs> I think I'm doing a service to that hashtag, really. You are. You're lightening it up a little bit. Um, so after these people's house is preserved and not ruined and everybody, and all their neighbors' houses are, they realize, oh, we were walking down the beach and, uh, you raised your hand to, to say good evening or good day or this whatever. This so offended that this man he walked past didn't say hello. And he just vanished into thin air. And that's when they realized they saw the gray man. They just thought it was someone on the beach that snubbed them. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what it was? Someone on the beach that snubbed them. He could not believe they must have been a ghost because who would pass a stranger on the beach and not say hi? It was someone from Chicago. (laughs) That's who it was. It was someone not from the Carolinas who was not friendly. And some stranger they didn't know said hello to them and they went, what? And then they just kept walking. Like, do I know you? Are you trying to scam me right now? I'm out of here. And yeah, it was not a freaking ghost. Sorry, I hate this mystery. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm going to cry. Okay. So they start referring to this as ghost as a guardian angel of sorts. Except all these other houses are destroyed. It's not really that good. What kind of selfish person is like, well, I'm glad my neighbor's house was destroyed, but mine's fine. My beach towels are fine. That's the real issue. If this ghost had that much power, why wouldn't he save more homes? Like He can only save one. The most racist house. (laughs) And Pawnee Island gets saved each time. 
Uh, yeah. So, oof. the ghost has been seen by many people on the island in the weeks before the September 22nd, 1989 Hurricane Hugo landfall. Although the island experienced great amounts of damage from the hurricane, the homes who had seen the ghost received almost no damage. Oh, actually, that's when those old people saw them. Different there was hurricane. I'm so sorry. So much damage to this island. It was devastated. And for some reason, we're like, well, this ghost saved this person. Like, yeah. two homes or whatever. Like, the island was destroyed. This is not a good thing. I just wrote down, why does this ghost care about property so much? Yeah. It, it, yeah, the old people are like, it had to be a miracle. After seeing a ghost, you know, you got to believe it, you know. He didn't previously believe in ghosts. But he saw the gray man, his beach towels were fine, and he was <laughs> like, oh... And Robert Stack claims the only real tragedy is that you can't give the gray man a heartfelt thank you. <laughs> no, the real tragedy is all this other destruction. People died in these hurricanes. So the gray man didn't care about it, and apparently neither does Robert Stack. Oh, the real tragedy is I can't thank a ghost that's not real. No, it's not. Oh, I hate everything. <laughs> So has anyone seen the gray man recently, like in the recent hurricanes? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> the Carolinas were just recently hit by Hurricane Florence a couple months ago. There were several reported sightings on Twitter where people claimed they had seen the green gray ghost. I don't know. There is also video footage oh. of the end of a pier of, you know, they set up those cameras of the hurricane coming in and these ghost hunters claim there's what looks to me like very edited footage of a gray man walking on the end of the pier okay what did he spare though that pier that pier that racist pier (laughs) i don't know but i will i will post this clearly doctored footage (laughs) on twitter and the facebook groups you can take a look at it and go yeah that's not real sounds good so the gray ghost is still around from just a couple like articles i looked at this one is from mysteriousuniverse.org it does seem like people take this like really seriously like if someone claims to see the gray ghost then everyone's like oh the hurricane really is coming opposed to just the weather report <laughs> but on the radar yeah but that just might be like a few superstitious people i don't know i've never been to Pawnee island i don't I don't know how they feel about this racist ghost. Probably if you live on Piney Island, you've already unsubscribed to this podcast and you'll never listen to it again. <laughs> I, this mystery is terrible. And Unsolved Mysteries is terrible for bringing it to us. The end. They could have picked a better ghost story for Halloween. Seriously! To be honest. This needed to be thrown in with like five other mysteries to like balance it out. Yeah, I don't know if they were like not, didn't have enough Halloween material. The next one has nothing to do with Halloween really except that the event happened on Halloween. I'll take it because at least it's like something a little different. It's actually the best one in this show. True. But the standards are real low, everyone. Okay, so this is a missing person. We get another new New Mexico mystery. I love... A lot of New Mexico mysteries. It's a mysterious place. (laughs) I love the New Mexico mysteries. They make me so happy and nostalgic. So at the beginning of this segment, Robert Stack invokes Native American myth, quote unquote, to open Uh this segment. It doesn't really bear Which tribe? Oh, all of them. 
all of them together. Which, oh, I'm sorry, Native yeah. American who? Oh, all of them. There's going to be a little bit of cultural appropriation in this segment. I think there's also some, like, pipes, like, some pipe music. There's lots of, like, flute, like, wooden yeah. flute music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, suffice it That's to say... That's how you know it's both in the Southwest and kind of mysterious. I know. The thing I don't like is that they try and set this, like, spooky tone by, like, invoking, like... Native American legends? You know what's creepy? Native American legends. Yeah, you're like, no. That's just their culture. Like, what are you talking not, about? It's not spooky. It's not Halloween. Like, it's kind of gross. But we are in the New Mexico <laughs> desert in 1988. <laughs> this episode is, is more problematic than usual. Yeah. It's Halloween. And it's early in the morning. 140 miles east of Tucson, Arizona. I think miles. I didn't actually write the... It's 140-something east of Tucson. Anyway, Uh, local farmer Larry Rivers is driving down the road when he encounters a young stranger who claims to be, quote, searching for the beast, unquote. mm Mm-hmm. As you do. It's really cold. Actually, I'm going to say that's a pretty typical New Mexico convo. (laughs) I feel like someone once said that to me, and I was just like, all right. And I just went on my day, and I didn't even think about it again. Yeah, Larry did think that it was odd, but he doesn't seem like he thinks it's that odd nope. like it was he a- doesn't <laughs> <It's> weird <laughs> what he did think it w- was odd was that it was cold this time of year in the desert and the man is not dressed for the weather he's wearing shorts and a t-shirt and he has a walking stick yeah the, the desert gets deceptively cold particularly at night mm-hmm. so if he was going to be like out in the elements he is not dressed for it at all it's early in the morning it's chilly he is not wearing the appropriate clothes they have this weird exchange in which Larry says, you're not going to find the beast out there. And then the man says, well, I'll just have to keep looking. And he walks away. Okay. Why would... Okay. Samantha, picture yourself in this situation. You stop because you're kind of concerned. Also, how nice is this? Very nice. New Mexico. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> Do you see someone just like walking along and you're like, maybe that person needs help. I'll stop and see if they're okay. And then that person goes, I'm looking for the beast. And you just go... Can you imagine saying, you're not going to find the beast out there? (laughs) I would just accelerate very quickly. Either you get the hell out as fast as you can, or you go, oh my god, you need medical attention. I'm going to call 911 for you. Would you like some water? Do you you need to get in the shade? Like, blah, blah, blah. You don't go, oh, you're not going to find the beast out there. Like, you know what they're talking about? (laughs) Larry does not know what he's talking about. So, (sighs) yeah, it's a weird conversation. (sighs) So, the stranger is later identified as 29-year-old David Stone. He has not been seen in two years. David was a successful stock market analyst who ran a branch of his father's business in La Jolla, California. But four years ago, David expressed a desire to change his life, and he became involved in the New Age movement. Okay, I was wondering if there was really any evidence of that, or they just sort of decided... They present no actual evidence that he okay. was actually involved in any New Age. Because they kept being like, well, maybe it's a part of his religion. And I was like, is he spiritual? Like, what is this based on? They presented no evidence other than his family seemed to think that he was. But still. He seems like this preppy dude. Yeah. I don't know. Who was getting in fights at, like, frat parties. Like, it didn't Yeah. Seem and like- then they're like, well, maybe that's part. They were, like, trying to be real respectful. Like, well, maybe that's part of his religion. And I was like, based on what? Based on nothing? No idea. Based on saying, I'm looking for the beast? That maybe is all they're going on. It's not well, super clear. I mean, I'm looking for the devil, but... But don't worry, Grandpa Stack comes out to explain <laughs> the age to us. Yes. 
Tell me, tell me, Robert Stack. Robert, what is New Age? Robert Stack says the term New Age encompasses a variety of religious beliefs and philosophies that promote self enlightenment and spiritual growth. Many Ooh. followers mm. believe that they can tap into a universal energy through the use of crystals, pyramid power, and meditation. It's weird to put all those things on the same level, but okay. Yeah. So, but in this case, David Stone's unyielding obsession with a newfound spirituality may have sent him on a journey for which there is no return. <gasps> That's what Robert Stack says. That's actually a really good stack quote. It is a really good stack quote. quote. No evidence that that's actually what happened. But no, I don't think so. But <laughs> you know, he's he's trying to spin straw into gold here. Uh-huh. David is described as a kind and gentle person who is very close with his family. Except but that he got into a huge fight, and that's why all of this happened. His but okay. family says they seem to be tiptoeing around the fact that David had a violent temper. So his family says that he has a dual nature, and his, I think his uncle says put him in a football uniform, and he became a proverbial commando, which I think just means that he was who, aggressive. Who talks like that? This guy. <laughs> and only that guy. I, I really think they're just trying to nicely point out that he had a temper and was, yeah, sometimes violent. So it seems as though David... Here's, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, I think the football thing might be important. Possibly. Maybe he had a head injury? That's my theory. Yeah, because we'll get into what I think happened, but... I'm leaning towards either heat stroke or head injury. Yeah. And the fact that they mentioned football more than once, and the fact that he was known to have these violent outbursts, kind of sounds like a head injury problem. It could be. So, like I said, it seems as though David had a temper. On October on October 28th, just a few days before he is last seen, David lost his temper during a party he was having at his apartment. He beats up someone who isn't named, hitting the man 20 or 30 times. That's crazy. He literally just started punching this person. It's not like someone times. insulted you and you hit them and, you know, to continuously hit someone 20 or 30 times. It's bad yeah it's very bad <laughs> listen to samantha everyone that is bad yeah it's not good but it's just also like an extended amount of time to lose your temper yeah it's that's not, not like, like one second you yell at somebody that's like beating the shit out of someone or someone you know was like liz you're such a skank and then i slapped them <laughs> like imagine if i then punched them 30 times the yeah. amount of time that would take this is also a party where i'm assuming people tried to get him away from the person right so the fact that he got in 20 or 30 punches means that i think he was pretty violent at least in this instance yeah which makes me wonder if he had like a concussion or a series of concussions yeah it's very possible why do certainly people, more possible why do than we still let people quest? play football i don't know honestly it's, it's ruining people's it's brains. It's fucking America, and we like our gladiatorial spectacles it's of violence. It's ruining people. It is. Anyway, I do, I'm do. i not just ranting. I do think that's relevant to this story. So the next morning, David left in his car, telling a friend that he needed to reflect on his explosive behavior. Which, which good. He probably did. He said that he would be home in a few days. I wrote... Okay, this is his friend named John. What was John wearing? He had, like, side flaps on his pants. Okay, his pants have, like, instead of just having a belt loop, they have, like, a belt pocket. Is that, that goes, what that was? Yeah, that goes, like, around the back of it. Like, the belt, like, vanishes. <laughs> they're, they're something. They're really something. If I hadn't just complained about that pair of jeans that ruined my life, I would be like, whoa, these were the worst pants I ever saw. They're not. They're the second worst pants you <laughs> they ever are. saw. They're just, I wonder if they're, like, 
for hiking or something special. They really have flaps just yeah. like hanging off the sides. Yeah, they're so weird. They're weird. So anyway, five days later, David's car was found abandoned on a remote stretch of highway in New Mexico. Police investigating David's disappearance discovered that some local re- residents reported seeing David with his car on the side of the road sketching the scenery. He was like sitting on the hood. Yeah. Um, others saw David walking across the railroad t- tracks shouting, I am the power, allegedly. Uh, they noticed that David wasn't dressed to be out in the desert. So this was another observation that he was not Where wearing Where is he actually clothes. from? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That, did it ever say? I didn't write it down if they I did. I don't know. But I feel like he's not from the desert. Maybe he was from Tucson. Okay. Because they made a point of saying how far away from Tucson he was. Oh, okay. It's so he should know possible. better then. It's not like he's from Illinois or something. Yeah, I think he probably should know better. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, the next part claims to uh, relate to New Age philosophy, but it... I wrote that it sounds like some cultural appropriation. And... Oh, well, that is actually an issue within New Age philosophy, is there's a lot of... You gotta, you gotta decolonize your magic, everyone. There's a lot of cultural appropriation. Robert Stack tells us that in this part of the desert, people often come to go on vision quests. Yeah. So I did some, like, just a little poking around the internet about, like, how white people... <laughs> do vision quests and this is what wikipedia told me uh non-native new age and wilderness training that's in quotation marks schools offer what they call vision quests to the non-native public however despite the name these experiences may bear little resemblance to the traditional ceremonies beyond fasting and isolation this cultural misappropriation sometimes includes new age versions of a sweat lodge which has at times led to untrained people causing harm and even death which this Mm-hmm. Got me a little interested because, yeah. Of course we have. There's one because white people are the worst. I know. There's one story of James Arthur Ray, who is a motivational speaker and author who was convicted of felony negligent homicide. <laughs> Whoa. He's the author of Harmonic Wealth, The Secret of Attracting the Life You Want, which was a New York Times bestseller. Of course it was. Ray taught something called Stephen Covey motivational seminars while he was employed at AT AT&T and claimed he later worked two years for the Covey Foundation. However, the company has no record of him as an actual employee or contractor. In 2006, he appeared on CNN's Larry King Live and was one of several narrators in the film The Secret. Are we surprised? He also appeared on the Today Show and Oprah. So this was a big name guy. In 2011, James Arthur Ray was convicted of three counts of negligent homicide. Oh, I remember this. Fuck. His February 3rd, 2010 arrest for the deaths of three participants in one of his New Age retreats. He served two years in Arizona State Prison and was released under supervision in July 12th, on July 12th, 2013. As of 2016, Ray was attempting to relaunch his career as a motivational speaker. I don't know anything about that, but here's what happened. Boy, you're done. Yeah. You killed people. Yeah. On October 8th, 2009, at a New Age spiritual warrior retreat. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Conceived and hosted by Ray at the Angel Valley Retreat Center in... Arizona. It's near Sedona. Two participants, James Shore and Kirby Brown, died as a result of being in a non-traditional sweat lodge exercise. Yeah. 18 others were hospitalized after suffering burns, dehydration, breathing problems, kidney failure, or elevated body temperatures. Oh my god. A woman named Liz Newman, another attendee, died on October 17th after being comatose for a week. This is insane. And you know what? The I mean, it's worse. It's bad that people died, but they paid up to $10,000 to participate in the retreat. 
They had fasted for 36 hours during what was claimed to be a vision quest quest exercise before the next day's purported sweat lodge. During this period of fasting, participants were left alone in the Arizona desert with a sleeping bag. What? (laughs) Although Ray offered them Peruvian ponchos for an additional $250. After no, (laughs) no, two hundred and fifty dollars. I. What do you think he paid for those ponchos that he was reselling for two hundred ten dollars? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So these people hadn't eaten for thirty six hours, and this is what they were. So after this experience, participants ate a large breakfast buffet before entering the non traditional structure built for the sweat lodge. The site owner reported she learned after the event that participants went two days without water before entering the structure. <gasps> they yeah. didn't have water either? 18 people were hospitalized for, like, kidney failure after this happened. Yeah, it's insane. So, yeah, because they were fasting, what? which apparently didn't involve drinking water. Oh, my God. So... Of course they died. I'm surprised everyone didn't die. Yeah, it's kind of a wonder that more people didn't. So Some of them must have seen the gray ghost. They could have. No, they did it. That was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> so that is, I, I just That's was looking up. terrifying. So. White people, knock it off. I know. It's such an irresponsible. I hate us all. Not only is it just a shitty thing to do to misappropriate Native culture, but this is reckless. Charging people $10,000 to not drink water and then get kidney failure and then fucking die. It's yeah. one of the worst things I've ever heard. For 36 hours, they didn't eat or drink. Then he sent them out into the desert, maybe with sleeping bags. Maybe they had a poncho that they paid $250 for. After paying ten grand. Yeah, and then they went and sat in a sweat lodge. He only got two years for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that doesn't seem like enough. No, three people died. Yeah. Yeah, negligent homicide. I thought that was a thing that people only got charged with on Law & Order. <laughs> Where it's like, well, you didn't directly kill them, but you basically did. Yeah. Anyway, there is no evidence that he was actually going on a vision quest. I don't know. I can't get over this. Some fucking... I do remember that news story, but it's even worse than yeah than I was aware of. I feel like I kind of sort of remember it, too. But yeah, I never knew the details. I, and... I feel like a couple years ago... You know Tony Robbins, a motivational speaker? Yes. He, he always has people run over hot coals, Ugh. which is appropriate from somewhere. It, I don't yeah. know. And uh, I, don't, I don't even know enough to say where that's stolen from. But he had people do that a couple years ago, and people had to go to the hospital because they burned their fucking feet. Yeah. Just ugh, sounds about white. So much we can, yeah exactly. <laughs> so much we can say about this. But I wanted to point you know point out that this bullshit about vision quest is first of all there's no evidence that David was going on I, a vision quest. I, I I mean it is a very like white person thing to be like I need to sort myself out. I'm gonna go to the desert. Yeah, come on. Like also, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> but I just I don't think he was well. No. I think that's the real there's issue. There's really no even... Like you said, there's no even actual evidence that he was into New Age religion. I think... So... I th- I think things are being interpreted that way, and they're kind of trying to be polite about it and respectful about it by yeah. saying, like, oh, I th- that could be a sign of his religion. I was like, I think it's a sign of mental illness or yeah. heat stroke or some other... Something was health going complication. on in his life. Yeah. So, anyway, Robert Stack describes an, a vision quest as an introspective journey taken to discover one's inner self. Do you think Robert Stack ever went on a vision quest? No fucking no way, way, right? Yeah. No. He was he on knows who he is. every weekend. He knows, he knows who he is. And it's, yeah, Guy Bedden 
Elizabeth Taylor and JFK at the same time. That's who he is. Yeah, so this is, you know, I'm sure you've heard about this. Okay, so... (laughs) We're so angry at this episode, we can, like, barely get a sentence out. Like, this stupid ghost, this stupid vision, I hate this all! Because this Ah! is what they say. Robert Sykes says, through isolation and meditation, a person can experience a vision that will reveal their true identity. What? Yeah. Okay, so the beast is apparently the negativity that resides inside you. That's what they think. <laughs> okay, but they're just making shit up. Yeah. It could be the devil. It could be nothing. Mm-hmm. It could be that psychological concept of the sh- your shadow self. Right. So a full-scale search and rescue operation gets underway to try and find David. I'm pretty sure Unsolved Mysteries reused footage of the men on horseback from a different New Mexico mystery. Like, this looked very uh, familiar. You know the treasure one? Mm-hmm. This looked almost exactly like that maybe they had like extra footage they hadn't actually run but was shot that same day and they were like just throw that in there i was like this is deja vu or this is the same footage so anyway they think that david may have wandered towards a pyramid shaped mountain aren't all mountains kind of pyramid what i was wondering they think because this mountain was pyramid shaped and that they think he was involved in new age religion that that might have meant something in his religion he wandered towards it and then i don't know what they think happened but that's i don't think that's the case the problem with i don't maybe that's not the right phrase and a lot of these search and rescues where people go into the desert i don't think it applies in this case but a lot of the kind it's because they're committing suicide yeah like they just don't they don't want to be found like they're going off into the the wilderness because they don't want their family to find them when they commit suicide yeah that's the dark truth of a lot of these search and rescue situations where you have just like one person that isn't find like, their car on the side of the road yeah and yeah he wasn't dre- maybe he wasn't dressed for a hike into the desert because he wasn't intending to come out like it's i don't know that uh, that applies here I but don't know either but that yeah. is the case sometimes and yeah saying that he wandered towards a pyramid shaped mountain they're just trying to add some mystery to this and i just there isn't really oh they do find some small rocks piled into pyramid shapes some of the trackers they hire think that he is sitting nearby watching them yeah very weird that's creepy he makes yeah some like karens and you could think maybe that is to like remember which way he went or he's just doing weird stuff like yeah they do find another rock pyramid. Next to this one is David's Rolex watch and two quarters. They think that might mean something. Maybe that meant something in his religion. Maybe. Maybe. Searchers found maybe. a strange sequence of numbers drawn in the sand that turns out to be something called a Fibonacci series, which is something that is used by stockbrokers. I didn't look that up. The last numbers, however, should have been 21, but in the sand, David wrote 18. Who which, knows what that means? Which is where his car was parked at mile marker 18 and also the number of his football jersey yeah also he might have just remembered it wrong yeah because both 18 and 21 are kind of like important ages you know what i mean right it seems like you could get that mixed up who knows what this means blood also he probably didn't have any water he could have been hallucinating i don't know that he was really thinking that straight yeah because he's literally telling cars that drive by that he's looking for the beast yeah so Okay. Uh huh. Bloodhounds track David to the highway. At the time, they think maybe this means that he hitchhiked out. His parents find a business card in David's Bible. This means nothing. He just found some dude's card and he's using it as a bookmark. Unsolved Mysteries went so far as to track this guy down and interview him, and the guy was like, maybe he found it on the ground. I don't know why he had it. I never gave it to him. Like, I've never met him. I did sometimes use it to mark my campsite. Maybe he just found it. Yeah. So they also find <laughs> a- <laughs> that, that guy is like life 
That was a weird day, though. Yes. When he got the call from Unsolved Mysteries, like, hey, this guy that went missing had your business card in his Bible. And he was like, well, okay, but I don't know who that is. And they're like, well, can we come to your house and interview you for, for five seconds? I'm like, sure. We need to fill some dead air. Yeah. This Halloween, look, I'm going to level with you guy. This Halloween special is not going well. <laughs> we come to your house it'd be great if you made us some lunch and we will ask you about your business card (laughs) okay okay so they also find a weird note that read this is a direct quote they think the word is in the safe six knives in rob's room use buys your tea and takes your chances halloween yeah that's not the expression of someone who's well no and I don't know what they're even trying to say in the mystery, but my interpretation of this is that he's not in a good place mentally, and this could have contributed to why he went wandering in the desert. Like, I don't know why they're trying to interpret that like it means something. It doesn't seem like it does. I realize, it's I realize they've lost their son, and they're grasping at straws, and they're hoping that somehow this is a code that will lead them to him, because he went to the highway, and maybe he's perfectly fine, and he has amnesia somewhere, and he loves them. But it's just rambling. And yeah, it seems like a sign of his mental state. It, the fact that it says Halloween and he disappeared on Halloween. He knew what day it was. Yeah. Like that's, is that really that special? No. So in February 1992, two hikers discovered David's remains in the desert near Granite Gap, New Mexico. This is the same area where he left behind several clues before he vanished. Although police have been able to determine... Um, how police have not been able to determine when, how, or why he died. There is no evidence of foul play in his death. He died of exposure. While some believe David may have been unlucky enough to encounter drug smugglers who murdered him. What? Based on what? Just the fact that it's New Mexico? I guess. That's, I don't know if I can call that racist, but that's dumb. Yeah, I guess some civilians have been murdered to protect, you know, because they were witnessing drug smuggling. Okay, There's but he's no also... Evidence of this acting irrationally and was out there without any supplies. Yeah, the police have decided, well, the police have determined that the most likely cause of David's death is dehydrated and prolonged dehydration and prolonged exposure to the outdoors. Um, AKA death by misadventure is what Unsolved Mysteries said. So. He's seen with a walking stick. He's not seen with a bottle of water. He's not seen with any food. He's not wearing the appropriate clothes. He certainly doesn't have a tent. No. Like, he died because he's hanging out in the middle of the desert at night. Yeah, a combination of dehydration and exposure seems to have caused his death, and it's really unfortunate, but it's not spooky. It has nothing to do with Native American legends. It certainly has nothing to do with New Age religion. But that mountain was, was pyramid shaped. shaped. <laughs> Unlike most mountains. Which are so, not okay, let me explain this mountain to you, everyone. Uh, it's wider at the bottom <laughs> than it is at the t- It comes to almost like a point. Could that have been a part of his religion? I really like that the like hike guy, the people searching for him were like, look, maybe this is like part of his thing. They're like really trying to. <laughs> I was like, no, I think he's just not well. Yeah. It's nice of you to try. Yeah. <laughs> Be very respectful of his love of pyramids. <laughs> nothing to do with anything no. that's just a mountain it's almost like there's mountains in the new mexico desert that's what we learned today <sighs> anyway sad it's sad world. it's really it sad. sad it's too bad that don't let your children play football everyone yeah and don't just wander off into the desert with no supplies be prepared mm-hmm. and tell people where you're going and it's all good advice 
if someone tells you that they're searching for the beast, I don't even know what advice to give. Definitely don't let them in your car, but maybe like call nine one one and let them know where this person is. Yeah, I don't because know. they yeah Oof. they may harm. You know what? It doesn't matter because that's never gonna happen to anyone else. <laughs> no. no, no. All right, the next one is very Halloween. Oh, Are you ready God. to talk about it? I might hate this one the most. Everyone, does that seem impossible? Because I've been a bitter old slag this whole episode. <laughs> That's me, your unsolved mystery aunt slash bitter old slag, Liz. <laughs> oh, God. So this is this is another unexplained case. Yeah. It is super a, unexplained. Yeah. You might call it a fraud, but they're calling it unexplained. Sure. It's a psychic who just is known as Katie. They don't even give her goddamn last name. And for some reason, even that bothers me. <laughs> because everything about this bothers me. So she is a Florida housewife who might be able to predict the future. Does she show any examples of that? What did she predict? I don't even no. remember this. No, she doesn't. Okay. But she is known to move objects with her mind. Oh. And once in a trance, wrote ancient French, even though she claims not to be able to read or write. Ancient French? Yeah. Once. Not even, like, the French used today, Samantha. Like, Ancient French. Really old French. Okay. Like a ghost would know. Oh, okay. But she can't even read or write for some reason. Like, in any language? Supposedly. What? So, I mean, adult illiteracy is a real problem. That's true. Do I believe that that's true for this woman? No, I do not. Because <laughs> I don't believe anything that she says. Sure. And if she's writing in trance, I assume that she knows how to read and write. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It's a fair assumption. Uh, Robert Stack seems to be holding back a giggle as he interrupts, as he interrupts, I wish, as he introduces this segment, and I don't blame him. We hear from many duped souls who claim to believe in Katie's abilities, to be marveled by her psychic abilities and parlor tricks. (laughs) This is just laughing as I'm so salty. Anyway... She has both, she can demonstrate both mental and physical phenomena. And someone refers to her as a classical medium. Like, not not like today's medium. A classical medium? Yeah. Like the mediums of yore, you know. (laughs) The good ones. Okay. Not like these stupid mediums we have now. They're worthless. Not your modern mediums. Yeah. You know how like furniture used to be made better? Well, mediums used to be better too. (laughs) The good old days. Oh, my God. So she claims this started when she saw a man enter her apartment and walk back to her bedroom. But when she went there, there was no one. Oh. She thought it was, like, her landlord. Just walking into her apartment? You know what? I did have a landlord that did that. And it was my... Did you think he was a ghost? Well, it was a woman. Oh, did you think she was a ghost? No. But it was also my first apartment, so it didn't occur to me, like, how fucking weird that is. (laughs) Because I just, like, didn't really know and how the world not works. not legal, right? They can't just I don't walk. think so. They can't just I walk into your house. I came home, and she notice. was doing my dishes. What? And she was like, oh, the building inspector is coming. So I didn't want these out. And I was also like, they don't give a shit about that. They dishes? Care about, they care about your faulty wiring that's in this place. Because <laughs> that place was also a dump. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes I would just come home, and she would be, like, there. I and I would be like, legal. And I'd be like, oh, hey, so-and-so. That's a little bit weird, but... I, yeah, it didn't occur to me how, like, 
totally wrong. I once threw out a bra that had a broken strap. Like, it was garbage. And I came back, and it had been, like, removed from the trash. <laughs> like, put on your step? It was, like, on the table. No, it was, like, in my, like, waste paper basket in the bathroom, right? Like, it broke. I threw it away. away. And then I, like, came back, and it had been, like, removed from my trash and, like, set I'm so disturbed. Out. You almost got murdered. And she once put or- my Oreos in my refrigerator, what kind of a monster keeps Oreos <laughs> in the refrigerator? What? <laughs> okay, this woman almost murdered you. I definitely you barely got out of there woke alive. Up in bed, and she was like in my apartment, and then was like concerned it was messy. You barely got out of there alive. And I was like, I was like, oh, it is kind of messy. Instead of being like, bitch, why are you in my apartment? <laughs> why are you? Of course my- it's messy. I didn't know anyone was coming over because I didn't invite you. Oh, my God. Yeah. She gave me back my security deposit as a wedding present. <laughs> like, that's my money. That's my money. But she was like, she was so impressed Mac and I hadn't broken up over the course of the year that that's why we got our security deposit back. Wow. Okay. That, yeah, you almost died. Yeah. Come to think of it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she thought her landlord was just walking in her place okay. like my old landlord used to do. And... <laughs> And then no one was there. What? And then she was looking through her husband's or boyfriend's, I can't remember, family photo album a couple days later. And she was like, that's him. That's the guy. <gasps> it was his dead dad. No. Of course, she's just claiming that. Nobody else saw this. <laughs> of course. She could have pointed to any photo. She could have pointed to Abraham Lincoln. Been like, that was him. No one else. Anyway, that's the start of her being psychic. Okay. This, this escalates quickly <laughs> to this woman thinks she saw a ghost to all this other stuff. So Gold is oozing out of her yeah. pores. This is... The most dramatic <laughs> example of this is she claims that... And several people seem to believe this. And I feel bad for them and their family. <laughs> Why would you believe this? She claims that gold sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes is just oozing out of her pores. And what? then they show footage of her with gold leaf just glued to her body. If you ever go to an art supply store, they have this thing called gold leaf. Which isn't actually gold. It's not gold. It's just like goldish color. It's very thin. And it's for like, if you're trying to make something look old or like... Yeah, you can foil something. Yeah. Maybe you scrapbook. Maybe it's yeah. yeah, it for all kinds of things. Yeah. You, yeah. I don't know. It's like, if you think of like a painting of Jesus and it has like a gold background, this is a, that's the sort of thing you would use to make that appearance. I don't know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, too bad. So <laughs> Google she, it. Gold leaf. Gold it's, leaf. So she clearly has just put gold leaf on her body. It is not coming from her pores. First of all, it's just resting on the surface of her skin. Also, there's fucking edges to it. Like, straight goddamn lines. Like, it comes in the package. It's not even rough. No, it's uh, it comes as a it, square. And they you show can... it on her face, and there's literally, a, like, a straight fucking line <laughs> under her eye because she just went, bleh, and stuck the gold leaf to her skin. Which, they have some people show this. Thank God. They have some people show how easy this would be to fake. And they're putting, like, hairspray or something on the gold leaf to have it stick. I sort you of could... think it would just stick to your skin oils. I'm not even sure you need that Probably much. Probably not. Maybe you just, like, get it a little bit wet. She fucking is just probably spitting on the back of it and then smacking it on her dumb face and then acting like gold is coming out of her skin. And I do not know why 
anyone would believe that ever. Also, why though? Like, what is this? What, even if it was true, what would that mean? Because she's a classical medium. So gold comes out of her skin? Yeah, that's a physical manifestation of her powers. One, gross. Two, what does that even mean? <laughs> Girl, your skincare is out of control. If literal gold is heavy just metal popping out, out of your body. Yeah, I'm concerned for your health that heavy metals <laughs> are just in your pores and are popping out at any <laughs> She's like, oh, and then we lifted up her shirt and there was some there too. And I was like, yeah, she already put it there. <laughs> How is that hard? Of course she did. Yeah, when the woman who recreates this, yeah, you just literally see them putting gold leaf on her, and she lifts up her shirt, and she's like, I've had some here all day long. Yeah, it just stays there. It was on her tongue, and she's like, yeah, you can... I think it's naturally sticky, because you stick it to things. So It's just very... It's very thin. Yeah. So I feel like... You could stick it to anything very easily. That's, uh, yeah, that is that's, what it's That's the for. point, because you stick it on things. I think she's sort of betting on the pe- people don't know this is like a supply you can get. <laughs> but it is, and you left a fucking straight line. Also, they had it chemically analyzed, and it was like 90% copper or something. Yeah, <laughs> like because it's zinc, not, it's not real like, gold. It's, it's, yeah. it's not that expensive. No. So that's good for her scam, I guess. Uh, yeah. Do you think, it, like, when she's writing her taxes, she's like, <laughs> declaring gold leaf you know she's like well part of my scams was she also claims that diamonds come out of her eyes which is just sleight of hand yeah mac told us a similar horrifying story that his uncle once pulled a coin out of his ear oh my god very similar to this diamond out of the eye situation samantha's uncle once (laughs) stole my nose you guys and I have it right here. <laughs> oh no! This has it now. Ah, it might look like it has a thumbnail on the back of it. Give me back my nose. Oh my god! How will I ever smell? <laughs> Why do people do that to children? If you believe that, that would actually be terrifying. It's so scary. Why do you have my nose? I want it. That's mine. Um, yeah, they bring in a magician to explain how she did it, which was completely unnecessary because you can tell how she did like, it. She just hold, held a tiny little gemstone in her like finger. In between her fingers. Where put you it can't, up to her eye, and rubbed it, like, it around, uh, and then it fell out. You can see her opening her fingers to release the stone. My favorite, like, easy magician's trick that I saw once on television is that you, if you're at a restaurant, you can take one of those little creamers they have out for your coffee and yeah like cup it in your hand and then go and act like you've poked your eye with a fork (laughs) and actually stab the creamer and then it's like ah my eye that's kind of what she did kind of only not as cool yeah do you want to freak out a small child it's an easy way to do it to go oh look a a not real diamond just came out of my eyeball a craft supply (laughs) oh it's amazing you can see her opening her fingers to release it as it falls from her you really can it's not yeah it's Sleight of hand, kind of. I don't even get what obvious. the fraud is here because I don't know if people are giving her money. I, they specifically said she does, doesn't take money for these services. I think she's just lonely and bored. That yeah. we do hear from a policeman that seriously, why aren't you bringing me and Samantha in to solve crimes? Why are you bringing this stupid woman Katie in her gold skin? I'm honestly a little bit hurt <laughs> that a policeman would consult this woman who's just a liar and not us. So. 
He was like, well, at first, I thought ma- she knew too much about these cases, and I thought maybe she was a suspect. She was but just that's, reading the newspaper. That's because I didn't know the extent of her powers. And I was like, no, please keep considering her a suspect. <laughs> there, some art was stolen, and she was able to say that it was in a blue room, and that it was taken from a box. That's just a lucky guess. It's also, also like, probably it was in a box. Like, Yeah. Does that... Also, does that help you solve the case in any way that she knew things about it that you already knew? No, that's not helpful. If she was really a psychic, she would be like, here's the address where you can find the stolen artwork. <sighs> so yeah. Then they're driving along and she was like, I smell pot. And the, oh, co- yeah. <laughs> the cop was like, well, I don't. So maybe he was like, share then. <laughs> if, you, if you're holding, why aren't you sharing? And she was like, no, stop here. That's where it's the strongest. And it's like, buy this water. And she was like, in two weeks, pot's going to show up here. And then it did. But of course, pot washed up there all the time. Yeah, it's not that. So then they show a reenactment of cops like running after these bales of marijuana, which is kind of funny. Pretty much. Um, I hate this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else to say about Katie? The truest psychic you ever saw. At one point, in when they're talking about the gold leaf, a woman who looks a lot like Amy from Amy's Baking Company yes. described that she um, was using a tweezer-like instrument. To peel it off. Isn't that just a tweezer? Yeah. A tweezer-like instrument? That, Look, was, that I, was my only note on the if you If you stick a bunch of gold leaf to you, I do believe it's going to be a little bit difficult to get it off. Because it's not may, really supposed to go on your skin. You may need to use a tweezer-like instrument, also known as a tweezer. Unsolved Mysteries Wiki refers to this as unresolved, <laughs> and that makes me angry. Was this ever solved? I, it's like... She's still out there oozing gold from her pores, even yeah. though it's clearly not gold. Yeah. Do All I right. need to talk about this last one? So we have an update. Do you remember when we made Rochelle talk about this boring... It was actually Arden, but yeah, Was it Arden? Okay. Do you remember when we made Arden... (laughs) Oh, that's when we talked about Ghost Slut. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ghost Slut. I blocked this from my memory. Okay, we had Arden on the show, and she talked about a mystery in which a woman claims that she is a reincarnation, or she had a past life where she was this woman. Something Jean Jenkins. Yeah, the whole thing was in slow motion. There's a lot of horse nostrils. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyway, this <laughs> do you remember was, that? Do you remember the horse nostrils? She was hypnotized. Yeah. So this is an update to that. Uh, I know you were all waiting for the update because that case was so goddamn long. And you said, could there please be more? Yeah. Half an hour was not enough. Could so, we get two hours, maybe five yes. hours of this one reincarnation case? Well, don't worry. We have an update for you. Yeah. It's Georgia Tan, I think. No, that's the, oh, that's, like, her woman was, who sells babies. Oh, yeah. This woman's name was Georgia, though. But in her past life, she was engaged to a man named Tommy Hicks. Was that it? Yes. And, and then he broke it off. She got pregnant and broke it off. And he, like, drowned himself in a river. And he had oh, a mustache. She drowned herself. Yes. Because he broke it off. Yes. Yes. Because she was pregnant, but not married. And it was the olden days. Uh-huh. So. And there was a lot of seeing a, what are those boats with the paddles on them? paddle boats no <laughs> the like you know that thing i don't know okay well a gondola the- i don't know <laughs> no, definitely not it. you know like a steamer boat oh has, yeah like, the thing on the front yeah the big ones yeah, exactly. <laughs> you tune in for our expert knowledge every week 
we dazzle you with more facts and then we can't remember the Rochelle names politely messages us and says it's actually this and we're like yeah whatever okay. oh the movie Samantha might have been trying to remember last was week Parent Trap that doesn't it had Lindsay Lohan in it I don't know what I was thinking you were thinking of the Olsen Twins movie It Takes Two I was, I was you were like combining them. I combined that in my head with the Parent Trap which has yes. Lindsay Lohan in it which yes. yeah so which maybe you knew Rochelle kindly pointed that out to me <laughs> we're like oh, whatever <laughs> anyway so this is like kind of a segment kind of an don't update. worry everyone we found Tommy Hicks yeah After the, the bastard someone was willing to admit they were the bastard who left this woman in the lurch and caused her suicide <laughs> after the broadcast 36 year old college professor Jack Turnock wait someone pays this guy to teach came forward claiming that he was the reincarnation of Sandra's boyfriend this Tommy Hicks ever your professor please get in touch I want to know so much more he stated that in September 1988 over a year before the broadcast he had gone through regressive hypnotic sessions during these sessions he claimed that he was Tommy Hicks he had several of the same memories that Georgia had he said that he was from the turn of the century had several memories about a river and had a girlfriend with memories long, dark brown about hair. a river in September Just 1990 I paid to be hypnotized and go under past life regression and what did I remember a river and a that you river. had a girlfriend with long dark brown hair could yeah well very specific mm-hmm. so in 1990 he again went under regressive hypnosis this time with Dr. Smith who had done George's hypnotic regression this is the guy with like a, a silver mullet mustache yep. combo that was him he's quite a looker Smith tried to determine if he was faking his memories or not after the session he was convinced that Jack was telling the truth however whether this was is a conscious or true example of re- reincarnation is unknown sadly George or Georgia Rudolph died in 2013 maybe he actually believed that he seemed really excited about it he was like i had this past life regression and i found out my name was tommy hicks and then i was watching unsolved mysteries and i saw this woman talking about her boyfriend and i was like that's my wife and then she said the name tommy hicks and i fell off my chair he was like so excited that they had this connection and i just the fact that he's a college professor is really upsetting (laughs) yeah and that was the whole segment that was it and that was supposed to be our fourth mystery and it's not a mystery it's an update and robert stag lied to me and i'm really hurt and life has no meaning anymore and i don't want to do this podcast anymore and let's read this one. Oh, also did you have any mustaches no, no. i don't think there were any this episode sucks <laughs> I actually put MVM question mark because I didn't even notice any mustaches. No, I didn't either. There, some of the you don't consider those a mustache. Some of the <laughs> tracker people in the search and rescue had like beard, mustache man, combos. beard. Yeah. So you tweeted out the CDC's must, mustache yes. chart for mus- facial hair chart for approved facial hair for wearing respirators because if you ever if you have to wear a respirator you can't have um, facial hair that will break the seal. Because then it'll let in, you know. So they had the names of all of these facial hairs that were and were not approved, and they were extremely hilarious to me. Not that I remember any of them right now, but they'll they'll show like a Dolly mustache and call it the Dolly or whatever. And I just think it's really funny that someone in the government had to like name these mustaches. Though they named a Hitler mustache the toothbrush. Mm-hmm. We all know what that really is. Mm-hmm. Maybe yes. you could call it the Michael Jordan in those Hanes commercials. Yeah. Because that was an 
that was an interesting choice, Michael Jordan. That maybe wouldn't fit on the chart, but you could try. <laughs> Michael Jordan in those Hanes commercials. But one of the <laughs> facial hair styles that is not approved to wear a respirator is like the full beard. Yeah, mountain that, man beard. That's what these guys were sporting. I guess that'll just get it by default. I guess. And I don't even think that counts, personally. No, so really. I really, MVM is that chart. Yeah. It, we'll go, po- it goes we'll to the CDC. <laughs> Thanks, CDC. Maybe we'll post that in our Facebook group. You win. Yeah, I remember like a very handlebar that like curls over was called the villain. Yeah. And that was approved to wear a respirator. I guess so. if you can fit it under the respirator, then it's fine. News. Yeah, exactly. You could have a soul patch. The soul, yes, the soul patch is approved. Um, But yeah, anything with like some mutton chops, no. Can't wear those. Mm-mm. No. All right, let's write this episode. Mysteriousness. Uh, not mysterious. How mysterious would down. you say the psychic medium? Uh, <laughs> I guess why? Bitch, why? That's a mystery. That's a mystery. And I think... I really hate saying people are doing things for attention. I think that's really dismissive and seems to only be said about women. But Kinda I think this girl's like, doing this for attention. That's what's happening. Or... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's, like, not all there? Could be. I don't know. Tommy Hicks... Not mysterious, just lame. David Stone, honestly, his disappearance doesn't seem that mysterious. It's not mysterious, it's just sad. Yeah, super depressing. So I'm a thumbs down. The Grey Ghost? That's just not real. Yeah, thumbs way down. Uh, I think this is my biggest thumbs down. How about the reenactments? Also thumbs down. Though the, the acting was so bad. The, the, the guy drowning in that thing of water and his slave not giving a shiz, that's probably realistic but um yeah the acting was terrible and i i hated it i hated pretty much every second of this episode uh fashion no didn't save it the at pants all. flaps were okay but it didn't, it didn't oh, redeem didn't, anything didn't redeem it thumbs down again thumbs down robert stack i guess Not, he was fine he was, he was fine. grandpa stack in my mystery he was wearing a trench coat indoors and looking out of place at one point uh-huh. but that's pretty standard so kind of, sideways i guess yeah nothing remarkable about no. Robert Stack, and we didn't really have an mvm so just i don't know i'm like a two on this one i would say a one i one hated or, one it. or two out of five Not Robert enough mysteries the only one that is even like worth talking about your one was just sad it was sad and it had so much like yeah and I just got to talk about a dead racist and a fraud. Mm-hmm. So. Bummer. Boring. All right, redeem it with a good recommendation. This is irredeemable. <laughs> it's too much pressure. That was a great segue, but no. <laughs> Usually my recommendation segues are terrible. <laughs> that was No, that was quality. That was fine. All right, I have a book recommendation, but it's not the typical sort of book we would talk about on the show. This book is called Organic Body Care Recipes. 175 homemade or- herbal formulas for glowing skin and vibrant self Ooh. by Stephanie Torles. Um, this is like a reference book slash how-to book for making your own body care stuff, and it is phenomenal. Have you tried any? I have used this over the years as sort of a reference, and I was sort of thinking like, man, I need to like re-refer to this more often. If you are interested in and I am bringing this up because we do talk about skincare sometimes, weirdly enough. That's an unsolved mystery, too. <laughs> um, if you're interested in making your own sort of like all natural skincare products, I highly recommend this book. And even if you just buy sort of like organic, nat- like quote unquote natural products, I would also recommend looking at this to know what that stuff is and 
to know whether or not it's like valuable yeah i feel like the best thing that i've gotten from this book is when i'm looking at products and i'm like damn this is expensive why and like look at the ingredient list and then you go oh no reason that's pretty much yes companies will slap the organic and natural label on things just to charge more sometimes yeah and if something says it's like 75 percent organic guess what it's 75 percent water Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but if you're just curious about like what is going in things that you are putting in your skin, because your skin is absorbing all of that stuff. So it is sort of like you're eating it. If you're someone who's concerned about that sort of thing, I highly recommend this book to learn about that, like what those ingredients are and what they do. And also, if you're cheap, you can just make most of that shit yourself and it's really not that hard. Some of the stuff in here you're probably never going to make because it involves like green clay or something. Okay. Which, yes, you could buy like a small bit off of Etsy or eBay or something. But are you going to? I don't know. Probably Maybe you not. are. I'm not going to. But then other things are like use yogurt and honey for a facial, which is much more doable in my opinion. And affordable. And affordable. And... If you're interested in, like, organic, natural skincare, you probably should be making it yourself because then it doesn't have preservatives in it. Mm -hmm. And you can just make it and use it right away, if that makes sense. I used to work for an aromatherapist, and we made soap and other bath things. And I feel like a lot of that information is coming from this book, honestly. Nice. So, if yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, it's, like, a really good, solid resource. It's been out for a while, so I'm sure you can get a used copy on, like amazon or eight books or whatever something to put on your christmas list yeah um let's see what do we got in here um yeah also okay so making soap is hard this is from the story publisher and they also have a lot of great books about homemade soaps baking soap honestly is hard that involves a chemical reaction um so there's chemistry involved with that but making like anything else (laughs) is not hard. I just saw a YouTube video on making bath bombs and it seemed surprisingly easy. Yeah, it's really not that hard. Like, there's a recipe in here for bath salts. Guess what's in bath salts? Salt. Salt. <laughs> like, I feel like in our mind, you don't want to pay that much for soap because it seems like a very commonplace thing, but actually that's, like, hard to make and the ingredients for that could be expensive depending on, like, what you want in it. But making bath salts is, like, salt. And maybe, like, some lavender uh, like some essential, essential oils, oils yeah. and stuff. Like, this recipe is calling for, like, a bit of baking soda. But guess what? That's cheap as hell. Like, so, yeah, it's, like, different creams and toners and facials and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I was going to have more to say about it than I do. But I do That's think funny. it's a good resource. So, yeah, check that out. And the end. So my recommendation is something I, a podcast I listened to for the first time today, and I'm oh. already recommending it. Cool. So last night we had our Friendsgiving celebration. Oh, it was so delicious. And it was very delicious. It was a lot of food. Thanks everyone that made food for Friendsgiving. It was so good. So much food. So good. I have so many leftovers. I really appreciate that. We also watched one of my favorite TV shows, Nailed It, which <laughs> I recommended once in this podcast. I'm very sad that it's no longer on Netflix. There's no longer new seasons, although I just discovered that there's a Christmas one. So I'm going to be watching that. That's a holiday miracle just for Samantha. And no. Thanks, but Netflix. I've known for a while that the host of that show, Nicole Byer, who's a comedian and who's hilarious and half the reason why I love that show so much, has a podcast. And so after watching that show last night with all of our friends, it inspired me to put that podcast on this morning while I was cleaning up my house after the party. And it is 
fucking hilarious. So yeah, what's it called? Nicole again? Byer is the host, and it's called "Why Won't You Date Me" with Nicole Byer. Um, but she talks about sex. She has like a in relationships. She has a different guest on each time. They're usually comedians. The most recent es- episode I listened to was so hilarious. I wrote down a quote. She said, "I am Florida, and my slut hurricane keeps returning every year." <laughs> I was cracking up. She te- in her most recent episode, she tells a story about sneaking into the to an airport to go to a Guy Fieri restaurant with the guy she's dating right now. It's so funny. They like wore these Guy Fieri I costumes. I cannot imagine liking Guy Fieri that much. I think she likes Guy Fieri in an ironic way. Okay, where she expects the food to be bad, but she said it was actually kind of good. Like I don't know. It's so funny. I was cracking up driving here listening to that podcast, and I just think it's going to be really good. I bet followed her on Twitter for a while, and she always tweets hilarious things. She's always talking very openly about body positivity, positivity and sex, and just Wonderful. she's amazing. And I really wish they would pick up Nailed It again. I don't know. Food Network, come through. Netflix. Um, why do you do this to us? I know. Why do you fund a show for like eight episodes and then go, nah. Not keeping it on. I don't know. What? what they, why? Yeah. They so, have no idea what they're doing. But I'm way. happy that now she has a podcast so that I can keep listening to her. She was just in Minnesota not that long ago. I didn't find out till after the fact or I would have gotten tickets to her show because she's so funny. How do you think we can get her on this show? You know, I don't know that we can, but we could try. <laughs> you're like well we can't she's so. like unsolved mysteries like well, your last that. guest was your husband <laughs> so maybe not uh-huh. well you know this is gonna break any day now <laughs> not with this episode though probably not probably not i'm sorry maybe we'll get a polar water sponsorship i'm sorry this. ingrid we probably really let you down with this one. Oh, don't say that I want to pre-apologize just in case. I wanted to turn it in again next week. Is that all we have? That was the shortest recommendation ever because I literally just listened to the episodes that today. Sounds good though. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Can I have? A, can I have an unrecommendation? Sure. I want to bitch about something. All right, I'm here for it. Okay, so the website Dolls Kill recently came out with a Delia's collection. Which, if you remember the Delia's catalog back in the day, for sure. It was a very 90s fashion catalog for teenage girls that would come to the house and I would circle a bunch of things I wanted and not order any of them because they were kind of expensive. Yep. It sold a lot of crop tops and like see-through shirts with cloud prints on them and inflatable furniture. So Delia's is still out there selling stuff? Well, not really. Is it like on the internet now? Not really. This one website that sells sort of like 90s rave wear and other things. Uh, they just like made like a capsule collection oh. with the Delia's name or like Delia's inspired clothing or whatever. And I was here for it. I was like, yes, I'm going to get something from this Delia's collection. I was like, so ex- I was like, I want all of these clothes I'm dressed like me in high school, except all my clothes came from TJ Maxx. And <laughs> this is perfect. So I, I ordered a new dress. Oh, that's I'm never guessing- happens. I ordered a new item of clothing. It was only $38. Not bad, not bad. I was like, that's reasonable enough. So far, so good. It came. It is the shittiest, (laughs) most terrible garment I've ever seen. Oh, no. It's not fit for a doll. Oh, no. (laughs) It, okay, so it was a black baby doll dress with, like, bright colored, like, psychedelic daisies on it like, like 60 it. size it was looked very cute in the picture and i even watched like a video that had it so you you know you feel like you have like a better sense of 
how it's gonna fit yeah and i was like okay like i you know i picked up and i did pick out the right size whatever that's not the problem the problem is it's made out of the cheapest shittiest like see-through thin fabric that should not even be used for like a children's bed sheet it just it would not have survived one wash it was just a piece of garbage disappointing so i cannot recommend the delia's collection at all because this was so shitty that i'm sending it back and i'm just gonna get something from them that they now I have stupid store credit. I'm just going to get something that they didn't make. So it's Ugh. not so crappy. That's really dumb. So that's my unrecommendation. Fuck you, Dolls Kill. <laughs> what the hell? How did my dreams were like, so, I was so excited. It was like, it was like, this is going to be amazing. I'm so here for this. And then it let you down. And then, my, you know, it came in the mail and I was like, oh yeah, great mail day. Blah, blah, blah. And then I just held this up and I was like, what the fuck is this? Wow. This is garbage. You know what didn't let me down? The secret surplus Target in Minneapolis. Samantha. I know I don't want to tell people about it, but like I just have to tell people about Samantha, it. Samantha. We got to keep it to ourselves. There's a secret Target. There's a secret discount Target. Everyone is in the basement of a Salvation Army. And there's you can find brand new Target shit for it's highly discounted. Stuff where the packaging got damaged or someone returned it and they realized it's like not quite right. They can't put it back on the shelf. Or some of it's like samples they decided not to sell. I got a brand new Keurig machine for my office for $35. It was I t- amazing. I keep telling Samantha not to tell people about it. And I have to tell it. everyone because it's amazing. Here's the, the caveat to this. It is still a Salvation Army. Right. That's fine with me. I spend a lot of my time in thrift stores. Yeah, I love a Salvation Army. But... It's a Salvation Army. It is a dirty basement. It kind of smells like flea powder. It was so hot in there. It we were is sweating. 900 degrees for some reason. You do have to dig through some shit to find Sometimes there's just bins the of random stuff. And you're like, what's in here? Oh, uh, hemorrhoid a, a, cream and... A pajama top with a sleeve just cut off of it? Yeah, stuff like that. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm there for me. the savings. I found a brand new uh, tablecloth I got for a dollar. But no, I know not everybody's going to love it. So yeah. I'm going to add that little... Don't picture a Target, because it's not actually a Target. I heard a woman ask... Uh, this is someone who works for the Salvation Army. If they had something in another size. And he just went, ma'am, this is not a department store. <laughs> and I think that woman's I need to talk to the manager haircut was about to fall off her head. I don't know that anyone had ever talked down to her. She thinks she's going to get someone who works at the Salvation Army fired, and I have news for her. That's not going to happen. No, it's not. This is not the kind of place where you can ask for something in the back. It's just random shit that they have. Take it or leave it. I bought a ton of stuff for my Christmas tree. I'm pumped. There's a lot of Christmas stuff there. I'm pumped. And it was steeply discounted. It was a brand new... I literally saw things there that I had seen at Target the day before. Yeah. Brand new shit. Like these little glass like tea light things. Brand new. I, I was contemplating buying one at Target. They were at the secret Target the next day for over half off. Yeah. It was amazing. It was pretty amazing. So, shout out to Secret Target. That's, we keep calling it Secret Target like it's a secret Target. It's not, it just is Target items at a Salvation Army, but, but it's, it's all the bomb. items in the basement. And then yeah. the upstairs is by the weight mm-hmm. Salvation Army, yeah. which means stuff is really cheap. Yeah, you just throw it in a cart, and if it weighs five pounds you what pay five dollars or it's not even something like that yeah i bought this like halloween fish skeleton and yeah i paid for it by the way i'm sure it weighed nothing yeah i was so excited to find that fish skeleton at first i was like oh it's not priced because then they won't sell you stuff if it's not priced you know i was like oh i guess i can't get it and i put it back on the shelf because i had just walked in and then mac was like no it's not priced because it's by the weight and i was like holy shit (laughs) 
is the greatest. I need this fish skeleton. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, it probably weighed nothing. So you probably yeah. paid a quarter for it. Right. Like, that's I great. Was, I was so excited. I love thr- Yeah. If you like thrifting, if you like a Salvation Army, you'll like this place. Because, yeah, it's, it's, if you like Target, it's Target shit. Yeah. I went, yeah, I got a bunch of Christmas ornaments and stuff. Amazing. Yeah. The furniture section seemed legit. They didn't have a lot of stuff when we were there, but I think I it think probably it comes gets, and goes. I think it gets picked over real fast. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a lot to say about thrift stores, but we'll probably... <laughs> it's always an adventure. Yeah, it was so fucking hot. It oh my god, really hot. The first time I went, they had all of this, like, bath stuff, and I was really pumped to get more, and then there was, like, none. None, yeah. Because it just depends, like, what's come in. It seems like they're, that's a good place to go for small kitchen appliances, because, yeah, they had a ton of air fryers, a ton of coffee makers. Yeah, I think it's just if the box gets damaged or whatever, yeah, they're like, they well, can't. we can't really sell this full price. It seemed so. like the Keurig that, that I bought, that was the deal with it, because it yeah. was brand new, everything was intact, it even still had little K-cup samples, it just, like, yeah, it was open and the box was ripped a little. I think someone, like, returned it, and then they were like, oh, we can't really just put this back out on the shelf, you know? So I got it for 35 bucks, it was a great deal. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy from the Delia's collection, do buy from Secret Target, the end. Yeah. Yeah. Should we say our thing, Majigs? Sure. So Sorry, guess what? Man. We have like social medias, and it's perhaps it's you. We do have a Facebook group too, and you should join that if you want to like talk about us and look at this mustache chart and see a video of the gray ghost. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. You listened to last week on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that- we're, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. <laughs> you just blew my mind. But it's gonna come out after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so, so that was fun. We could, thank you, thank you. We would definitely do that more if you like it. Let us know by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Uh, patrons, if you would like to do a watch party of that episode of Beyond Belief, let us know. Sure, we'd be happy to do that. Oh, would you like to be a patron? Would you like to do watch parties and hear special episodes? Well, you need to go on your mom's purse and steal a dollar and give it to us and then you can have that bonus and that's at patreon patreon.com slash perhaps it's you perhaps it's you find us you there. get one episode a month you get a welcome postcard you get some stickers yeah and periodically we do a watch party where you, you can get... log on to the internet and you can watch an episode of unsolved mysteries with us and we'll live chat well you get our undying fun. love it's such a good deal a... you know we love a deal we love a bargain as and... we just discussed and this is one of them uh-huh. for sure uh yes what, oh yeah rate us rate email review, us subscribe, we already talked about tell your that. friends sure. yeah if you have like a cool aunt make sure you recommend this show to them if you have a not cool aunt don't don't tell her we don't want her to listen but no. anyone else if you have tune a, in if you have an aunt that talks like this definitely don't tell her about it horrified <laughs> by poor people oh no don't tell her she's not allowed to could actually you, could you imagine that poor people exist Tell her and then go, oh, but you're not allowed to listen. Just so she can feel the sting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For the first time in her life. For the first time in her life, have her be denied something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we love you. Bye. Soft Mysteries, you're a bitch.